learning how to save money is really important. But you also have to have to have to understand that money isn't the like the actual dollar isn't the only thing that's important. The time is the biggest resource that we have. Welcome to the Financial Checkup, a podcast series devoted to improving the financial health and retirement readiness of physicians and their spouses or common law partners. This series is brought to you by the award-winning Advantages Retirement Plan from OMA Insurance. This episode features audio from an Advantages Retirement Plan webinar recorded in October 2022. Thank you so much for joining us here today. I want to quickly introduce myself. My name is Marta Hanno, and I'm an education engagement specialist here with OMA Insurance. In my role, I work with predominantly medical students and residents, and I talk about how you can use insurance as a form of financial risk mitigation. That's a lot in the sentence, but we talk about insurance. Uh, today, we're going to talk about savings, investments. We have a special guest speaker, and so um, we facilitate you know, a variety of webinars throughout the year. I want to take a moment now and introduce our guest speaker, Alex. I've had the pleasure of working and connecting with Alex over the last you know, couple of years. He's from the University of Ottawa. I know that he's deeply passionate about investing, starting to save early, and just building really good savings patterns and behaviors. And so I'm excited to have him here. So without further ado, um, Alex, thank you so much for your time. I know you're really busy. I'm just hoping you can take a moment to quickly introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you and what drives you to be so passionate about investing and how you got started. Yeah, so my name is Alex. Uh, and over the last 18 months, I've been the director of student affairs. Uh, so, And I've also been the student affairs representative for the MD-PhD uh, cohort for the University of Ottawa. And saving has been always a big interest of mine because, uh, you know, having gone through uh, a lot of the schooling by my own self uh, without uh, financial support, it's been trying to understand the financial system to make good use of it has been an important way that I am able to support myself. And also, uh, I think of financial management as building wealth, not money. Uh, and those are two different things. So they are, we are related, but it's something that we have to differentiate. And yeah, and that over the years, I've been able to kind of self-learn and also uh, talk to a lot of uh, great people like uh, OMA Insurance and other groups that have helped me learn how to make myself financially sustainable. No, that's fantastic. You know, you said something interesting, you're self-taught. It's sort of an endeavor that you took on yourself. You had an interest in, you know, we were chatting a little bit earlier while we were ahead of the webinar. And I just, you know, outside of medical students, I think that there's such a disadvantage in our educational system because we don't really have an opportunity to be taught how to invest sort of basic banking life skills stuff. And so not only is it absolutely crucial and important, but I want to sort of gauge, you know, is it something that, you know, at home you were taught really good patterns, behaviors, or is this something that you just sort of, you had your own interest and something, you know, sparked that. So just what was it that made you sort of become interested and passionate about this? For sure. And it really started, uh, you know, during my undergraduate studies at, uh, when I was at Hamilton. And something that I realized is that Time is probably the biggest, one of the most important resources that you have. And the reason why I started to realize that time is the most important resource is like even adding contributions to your TFSA is so important because you build wealth by trying to use time to your advantage and you invest in yourself. And also you invest in something that you can't buy with just money. And that's how you're able to kind of let your own, let the money do its own work. And so the reason why I initially got interested is because there's, a lot of opportunities when students actually actively look for it. 
But because we're so concentrated on studying that oftentimes it's not something that we have in the forefront of our thoughts. So I think having some general knowledge actually helps you get a long way in being able to help start that gap that we have between medical school and other professions where we have a long term of studying and where we start from, I would guess, I would, I would say starting from behind. So I think time is something that we have to take advantage of to be able to kind of uh, meet so that we don't delay our building our own wealth. No, for sure. But I do have a question. So we, you know, it's difficult, like for many medical students, I mean, medical school is expensive, right? And I'm sure a lot of your, you know, colleagues and friends probably took out a line of credit to help pay for medical school. So, you know, is it possible to be in medical school and still save and, and how, you know, what advice do you have in terms of how to facilitate that as a medical student? Right. I mean, if we think of, uh, you know, money as a kind of a, like a big pipe, uh, one coming in and one coming out, of course, as a medical student, we have a big pipe going out of the, uh, you know, of the tray, but uh, less coming in. So learning how to save money is really important. We also have to, have, to, have to understand that money isn't the, like the actual dollar isn't the only thing that's important. The time is the biggest resource that we have. So even if you have a line of credit, you can, there's a maximum amount that you can contribute to TFSA in a year. Of course, if you, if you don't put that away, that's something that you lose out on. That's an opportunity cost. So definitely, you know, using your money to the most of it, to the, to optimize your utility is the most important thing. So adding to your contributions on a, on a monthly basis or weekly basis, and it's about building a habit. I find, you know, don't just splurge because you had a tough month, but also just be able to say, you know what, I had a tough month, but here's $20 that I saved that I didn't go out to eat and back into my TFSA account or my savings account. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I'm sure for you, especially, and for anyone else who's on this webinar, who, who does invest and just seeing sort of year over year, seeing that growth, it's kind of really empowering too, because you're like, yeah, you know what? I didn't spend that $20 on Uber Eats last week. And I've been able to save and invest and you're sort of able to see that success. But so two things, do you have any sort of advice? tips, tricks, apps that students can use to help them become more disciplined, to help them start sort of saving or getting their head around that and then going down the route of investing? Is there anything that you use yourself or that you know of that works really well? Yeah, I, I think for tracking my spending, I definitely use my TD. Uh, there's an app that tracks how, wh which section that you actually use the money on, but transportation, food, living expenses, and just kind of helping that break, using the program to help organize that helps you think of saving money as more something that can be easily managed instead of something you do on a, you know, you have to put in an Excel line, you have to add it up. And in, or instead of organizing it yourself, let the technology be a tool to make that happen. And also I find YouTube is actually quite important because there's a lot of false information on YouTube, but at the same time, you know, look, look, watching Yahoo Finance to really, you know, just engage yourself in the world of finance. What is interest rate? What is TFSA? What is the yield curve? Those terms will ultimately be something that you need to know be able to build your wealth. And just getting yourself slowly engaged, I find is a very important step into actually making the finance terms a lot more approachable. Yeah, that's amazing. So I guess being a little bit nosy here, but do like your colleagues and your friends, like in medical school, do you guys talk about saving and investing or is this, you know, you some of you do because it's a passion and interest of yours. I mean, or I'm just sort of curious, does the conversation come up? Yeah, it's very interesting you say that. So I find that it's actually very polarizing. 
So the individuals that are very interested in finances are the ones that invest in crypto, those kind of, you know, I want to get rich fast and uh, kind of little dicey investment. And those are the ones that you kind of want to say, oh, they're interesting, but you want to stay away from. <laughs> um, but at the same time, there are people who just don't care about it. Medicine is the only thing that they, they're passionate about and they don't need to care about money. And, you know, the, both of them are quite right in their approach, but I think definitely trying to find a balance and instead of just going to the polar ends, just be, just, list, just listening to what people say and I find that and, and have your own opinion on, on how you approach finance. Yeah, no, for sure. It can also be like extremely intimidating too, right? I know personally, I've spent, you know, my career in many ways in sort of the financial sector and I've Outside of that, I, you know, I know people who are very highly regarded and respected in their positions. And when you sort of talk to them about finance, they kind of shy away from that. And it's sort of the unknown, right? And it's intimidating. And it's almost like, well, I don't want to talk because I don't know enough about it, but I'm embarrassed that I don't know. And, and I feel like sometimes that's sort of the sen sentiment. And it just goes back to not having necessarily the exposure or access all the time to it. And the information sort of being overwhelming and jarring and, and sort of not really accessible. So, you know, I think you're right. Like YouTube is a great resource to learn. Not everything on the internet is true, but, but that's okay. There's still lots of good information there. And so this is a question that we often get, you know, and it just, you know, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just sort of an opinion, but how do you, and I know you're still in medical school, so you're not necessarily paying off your debt today, but for students who ask, like, how do you prioritize paying off student debt or should you be saving or both? I know you've kind of answered that question a little bit, but it does come up a lot. And so if you have any additional insight that you'd love to share with the group. That's a tough question. Uh, and I think everyone's <laughs> in a different shoes, right? It, it's hard to get, you know, one size fits all kind of approach to this. But, you know, definitely paying off high interest aspects are very important, whether it's credit card, whether it's, you know, third party, more third party um, line of credits. Those are things that you definitely want to be paying off first. But, you know, interest rate, you can't, I mean, I wonder if anyone can ever predict interest rates. So trying to pay that off first versus, you know, take $6,000 a year and put it into your TFSA and let it grow on its own. You know, who knows what, you know, which one will be better, but. I think it's about developing a habit of trying to understand, you know what, this is money that I have to invest right now, and this will grow in time. And in 10 years, I'll be thankful to myself that I bought Microsoft at 250 a share. So it's, it's something that you just have to kind of develop a habit of trying, trying to see the longer term picture. And the shorter term picture is definitely trying to pay off those kind of like uh, high int interest rates, but uh, high interest accounts. But I think more than anything else, it's about developing a habit, as I mentioned before, that's so important in building wealth. Yeah, no, for sure. And so, I mean, those habits you build, but if someone wanted today, you know, mm -hmm. they watch this webinar, they're completely inspired and they really want to start, um, you know, their trajectory into investing and saving, you know, where's a good place? to start for them? Is there anything that they should read? Or even for, for us here at the OMA, like what type of information can we share with students? Is it explaining what a TFSA is and, and how you can take advantage of that? Like what are things that you think would be, would resonate with students, but would also inspire them to want to invest? Yeah, I think what inspired me to first get started is I never, you know, when I was 50 or 60, I just don't want I want to enjoy medicine for what it is. And for me to be able to do that, having financial stability is very important. 
So if you're interested in making sure that you do, you get to enjoy what you do because you don't need to worry about money, then the financial stability is the platform to build on that. And I find students quite intimidated. Let's say I spend, oh, I spent $2,000 on an investment. People are, uh, because a lot of us come from undergraduate where $2,000, $3,000 is a big money, and it is, but we, got in, we get intimidated by these amounts. But something we have to also take into account is it's an investment for yourself. And that's something that really helps you be able to, it's not, in, in the grand scheme of things, two, $3,000 as a future physician, it's not, you have to understand it's not a huge amount of money because this will, it's essentially an investment for yourself. And it's just, uh, it allows you to have the financial stability to uh, enjoy your career. Okay. And sorry, one aspect, I think something that I think to make medical students more familiar with these aspects I think there's a lot of platforms like OMA Insurance does a lot, lot, a lot of this. CFMS does a lot of engagement regarding financial literacy. You know, it's not, the topic sounds, can sound a bit boring at times, but I think it's really important for students to kind of have to force themselves to stay in one of these lectures or yeah. these discussions to be able to say, oh, you know what? I agree with him or her. And incorporating that into curriculum or some kind of Mandatory aspect is something I, I, I strongly urge for schools to take into account. For sure. And you know what's not boring? When you have the financial stability into your retirement years and you're enjoying, you know, doing the things that you're passionate with about. So on that topic, I know, you know, still in medical school, I'm busy. But today, if you were to sort of visualize, what, what does your retirement look like? Or how, how do you want it to look like? Yeah, I mean, so I, I actually never want to retire. Uh, <laughs> that's the funny part because I love, I love learning and talking to patients. I love research. I love, there's so many things that I love that I don't think, even if I retire from medicine, I'll, I'll still find things that I enjoy to do. And as I mentioned, that's built on the foundation that I'm able to save my money and that allows me to do, engage myself in activities that I really, I, I can afford to do. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I think it's just about giving back to the community, right? I'm so grateful to be where I am and my retirement is working for the community to make sure that I'm paying it, I'm paying back for what I received uh, in, in, in the past. That's amazing. I know we did a webinar a few years back too, and we asked a similar question and it just, I, I think that, you know, medical students today that, you know, your group is so driven to give back, to be a part of the community, you know, retirement looks so different and the definition of retirement for, for you guys is very different. And I just, it's inspiring and, you know, thank you for giving yourself to the community and, and sort of being there for everyone. But before we switch gears here, any last advice, tips, tricks, anything else you want to say to your fellow peers and friends before we, we switch it up? Yeah, I think definitely, you know, learning about finance can be, can be intimidating. But there are a lot of uh, like OMA, CMA, MD Financial Management, CFMS. There's so many amazing organizations that are here for you, for medical students. So, you know, don't be afraid. Just try to get this. Uh, if you're, if you want to start engaging, just talk to any of these financial, just talk to any of the organization and they're more than happy to get you started. And it's a starting point, right? And you have to, and try to gather information and make your own decision about these things. And always, if you're looking for a lot of good discounts, I always use OMA insurance as well as other, you know, uh, selfless uh, advertisement there. There's so <laughs> many, 
so many different uh, ways that you can cut back on your co cost of living. So do take advantage of those. For sure. No, I appreciate that. And you know, it's, I do a lot of insurance talks and I always say to students, residents, I always, you know, I understand those applica insurance applications are intimidating. There's lots of insurance jargon in, on there. And I always say to everyone, I'm like, connect with us, even to help you read through the application. And so same goes, you know, for investing and savings, you reach out to your community and you know, if you're not ready yet to take the plunge, but you have questions, you know, start to have that conversation, right? I think it's just sort of getting past this intimidation factor and, you know, asking questions. There's no such thing as a, a you know, a bad question. And I think it creates a lot of opportunity for growth and knowledge and, and to sort of get on that track to saving and investing. For those of you who, you know, maybe you're inspired by today's conversation and you're eager to start exploring what options are available to you, I encourage you to look at the association here. We have something known as the Advantages Retirement Plan, and this is something that physicians have been asking for for quite some time. We created and developed this because physicians don't have access to a pension plan, and they wanted an opportunity to save in a safe space and invest. And so in turn, we were able to listen and create this program. A few things that stick out that I want to draw your attention to is if you are interested, um, you can start contributing as little as $50 a month. There is no monthly fee for medical students for your entire career as a medical student. So if you enroll today in your first year, uh, you get your four years covered, no monthly monthly fees. If you're, you know, McMaster, it's the three years. But if this is something that piques your interest, I encourage you to take a look at our website. There's lots of information there. You can honestly go to OMA Insurance. You'll find the Advantages uh, Retirement Savings Plan. And here, there's just a quick video. I mean, there's a calculator on there that you can plug in your details and it gives you a really good idea of what your savings and investing trajectory will look like based on your information shared. It's also very easy to use. It's a platform that's been developed as a self-serve model so you can have access to it at any point in time. So there's full transparency. You can go in, you can make changes. So that's something that's available. I know Alex talked at the beginning of our conversation today about the power of time. And that's definitely something that is extremely true. And so this is just a snippet out of a document that I'm going to share with all of you in a moment. Um, and I can also send as a follow-up, but it's a really good insight into starting to save early and how you could increase your savings by doing that through the power of compounding interest and so forth. And then finally, just, you know, going back to this conversation, at the end of the day here at OMA, we're a not-for-profit association. All of our advisors are non-commissioned. So I encourage you to put us to work, connect with us if you have any questions, if you want us to walk you through the platform or, you know, have conversations and, and we're happy to do so. For this program specifically, we have two dedicated ARP specialists. ARP is the acronym for the uh, the program, and I know that they would be happy to connect with any of you, even if you're not ready to start investing, but you just, like I said, you just want to explore and connect, you know, please do so. Again, so there's an entire website at OMA Insurance that can walk you through this program. I do want to say thank you so much for everyone who was able to join us today. I know it's a busy time of the year. I was talking with Alex earlier and I was just saying that I have some insight into your exam schedules uh, across the schools here in Ontario and I, I realize it's busy and there's lots of stuff going on. So we do appreciate you taking the time to be here with us today. I also want to give a big thank you to our guest speaker, Alex. It's been great connecting with you as well. 
And thank you so much for your time and all the best on your financial path, but also um, more importantly for uh, in medical school and in clerkship this year. Thank you very much for having me. And I'm, I'm always uh, glad that uh, you're spread, you're helping with the education of medical students. And so again, thanks everyone. And I look forward to seeing you all in the near future. Take care, everyone. The Financial Checkup Series is produced in collaboration with OMA Insurance and Commonwealth, the administration and technology partner for the Advantages Retirement Plan.